for being here, my friend. I'm Vonna Davis, and from my heart, I welcome you to the Midlife Confidence Podcast, the show that will help you skip the midlife crisis and fulfill your midlife quest. I found the key to growing in our middle years lies in managing our own mind. I want to teach you to reimagine your identity and purpose and live a life full of possibility. Join me on a journey to discover your midlife confidence. What's the last decision that you made? I mean, a big life decision. And was that decision hard to make? Did it take a long time? And how do you feel about the decision now when you look back on it? Today, we're going to talk about decisions in midlife, those bigger life decisions. These are macro decisions as opposed to micro decisions, which are little decisions in the moment, like, am I going to eat that coconut cake? Even though there's so much in our life that's already in place, there are still big decisions to be made, often some new ones because of the transitions that we're going through at this stage in our life. Some of the decisions we might be facing now are things like, what should I do with the time that I used to spend taking care of my kids? Do I want to stop working? Do I want to start working? Do I want to do different work? Do I want to learn something new? And what would it be? Should I go to school? What do I want our marriage to look like now? And what can I do to make it what I want? Or for some people, do I want to stay in this marriage? What do I need to do to be ready for retirement? Should I do that elective surgery or get braces or start eating a vegan diet? Do I want to level up my spiritual life and what would that take? Or even just what would be fun to do at this stage of my life? Well, when it comes to big decisions, a word that comes up a lot is, I feel stuck. So let's talk about when we feel stuck and unable to move on because we aren't making a decision and how to free yourself with a choice. If you feel that way, if you feel like you're stuck, your first assignment is to write down what stuck means to you. I bet you'll find that part of it is that you need to make a decision and you can't move ahead until you do. So let me share with you one of my own decision stories and it has to do with our cars. So when we were growing our family, we had busy kids who needed to go everywhere. We bought a blue Plymouth Voyager. We were excited to have it at the time, but that car turned out to be such a lemon and failed us so many times. Little parts on it were always breaking. And I remember going through the car wash one time and I realized that we had left flecks of blue paint all over the interior of the car wash and there were bigger and bigger patches of gray primer exposed on our car every time we washed it. It was such a joke that my husband actually turned it into a really funny Christmas card one year and people still talk to us about that 20 years later. (laughs) Well, we were pretty glad to get rid of that car and we decided we had learned our lesson and we bought a Honda Odyssey van the next time. That car was so reliable brought so much peace into our life. I was so grateful to have it. It was boring. Like it was gray inside. It was gray outside, but it was a dream to drive. Honestly, I drove it for over 10 years long after our kids left home. Actually, 
We replaced the transmission once and then I was driving to work one day and heard a big clunk. I pulled over to the side of the road and I never drove that car again. We decided it wasn't worth fixing the transmission again and I didn't need a big car anymore. The kids were all gone. So then we had another decision to make. And if you've listened to me for a while, you know that we went through a nearly decade of financial challenges and didn't really have money in the bank to go pay for a car like we would have liked to. And it just so happened at the time that one of my sons had left for Marine Corps boot camp and left the car behind, which had been like the old car that we had passed from kid to kid, they all learned to drive stick shift on this Honda Accord. And it had been in several accidents and it was old and worn out, but it was actually a pretty zippy car. Like all the kids loved driving it and I decided, hey, this car's in the driveway. I'll drive it for a while while we decide. I ended up driving that car for two years. (laughs) I actually really came to love the little thing, even though after one accident we had replaced the hood with a different color than the rest of the car. It was not a beautiful car by any means, but I just decided to have fun driving it. Well, then Sean, the Marine, came home on leave and he wanted to buy his own car, his first car. He was going to drive it across the country back to where he was stationed in North Carolina. So we decided to help him shop for a car in Utah, and we ended up at this dealership, a used car lot, I guess we don't call that anymore, a pre-owned car lot, and it had great inventory. And Sean found a Toyota RAV that he was really excited about and decided to buy it. But while we were there, we were looking over all these other cars and... There were several that caught our eye for us, well, actually for me to drive. Now, for months, my husband had kind of been talking about how much he would like to get a car like the one his parents had. They have a Toyota Highlander Hybrid, and he wasn't pushing. He was just like throwing the idea out there. Well, on this lot this day, we kind of honed in on two cars that looked really interesting. One of them was a Lexus RX 300 and it was baby blue and leather interior. It was just so pretty inside, and I kind of fell in love with how it looked and how it felt. And the other car was a Toyota Highlander Hybrid, almost the same year as the one his parents had in 2006, and it was gray inside, and it was gray outside, and looked really boring to me, but... I drove both of them and I had to be honest and felt like the Lexus was kind of slow and powerless while the Highlander, like it had some power and some zip to it. And so then my husband just walked away and said like, honey, it's totally up to you if you want either of these cars. And he and Sean went and finished the paperwork to buy his RAV. And I am just circling around the lot, trying to decide between these two cars. Of course, I realized I also had the option of not getting either of them or getting a different one on the lot. I felt so confused and it felt like such a big decision because remember, like we had had the experience of having a car that created lots of problems in our life. And so it felt like this could be a wrong decision, that I could make the wrong decision. 
I also wanted to be sure I was making the decision that was good for me and not just what my husband wanted. And he was giving me all the space I needed to do that. I finally realized, you know what, there really wasn't a bad decision between the two. I could drive a car that was really beautiful and enjoy it, or I could drive a car that was really powerful and enjoy it. In the end, I picked the Highlander Hybrid, and I have loved that car. I'm totally attached to it now. So we're just going to use that story a little bit as we go forward, talking about decisions. Why are some decisions so hard to make? I'm going to talk about four that I see a lot in myself, in my clients, and in other people. So these are four thoughts that come up when we're making decisions. Number one, I don't know what to do. Number two, I don't want to make the wrong decision. Number three, I don't think I have the energy or time I need to make the decision. And number four, that option sounds hard. I might fail or get overwhelmed. So let's talk about those four, starting with that first one, I don't know what to do. And one of my sons is going to laugh when he hears this because I've told him that I don't know is a swear word. I don't want to hear it anymore because it's his answer to everything. I don't know is okay for a few minutes. It's the first step in many decisions. But don't hang out there. Don't get comfortable with it. Because you can see how I don't know can become a cop-out, right? We want to move on from I don't know to I don't know yet to I'm figuring it out to I've decided. That's called a ladder series of thoughts where we move from one thought that's keeping us stuck to a more powerful thought. And here's a question for myself that has really helped me so much. If I did know, what would the answer be? So here's an example. When I was just circling around that lot, trying to decide between the two, I didn't know this question yet, but that's kind of the point that I came to. There isn't any obvious choice between the two, so I had to decide if I did know, what would the answer be? And I finally chose the Highlander. Let's talk about the second one, when we're so afraid that we'll make the wrong decision. This is such a big one. <laughs> But we can let go of the drama and that death grip around even big life decisions. First of all, let me tell you, the wrong choices are so obvious. You aren't even looking at the wrong choice. Trust yourself. When I was at that car lot, I wasn't even looking at the trucks. I wasn't looking at the convertibles. I wasn't looking at the sports cars. And because I'm six foot one, I wasn't looking at any car that when I sat down in the front seat, my head was bumping the ceiling. The wrong choices are obvious. So trust yourself that you aren't going to make a wrong decision. You're just choosing between good options, maybe good, better, best, but you really can't make a wrong decision. When we think about it, what is the essential problem of thinking that we're going to make the wrong choice? It's that we're afraid of how we might feel later. But how do you know you made the right decision? You can actually decide you made the right decision and hold to that. You're in charge of how you're going to feel about your decision later. It will totally depend on the thoughts that you have and you're in charge of the thoughts you have about your decision. You decide you made the right decision. When you make this the right decision and you own it, you don't have to be afraid of making the wrong decision. More accurately, you don't have to be afraid of feeling bad about it later. 
Even when we bought that Plymouth and it turned out to be such a big problem, I look back now and I don't think we made the wrong decision. It was just a learning experience and helped us make better decisions in the future. So give yourself permission to choose and trust that you know how to manage any emotions that are going to come as a result of your decision. You can choose how you feel about it later. Now, I chose that Highlander even though it was the more boring option. Well, today it's still gray and it's still kind of a boring car. And there are moments when I look around and look like my car looks like everybody's in the parking lot. I don't even know where mine is. I actually put my groceries in the back of someone else's car once. I opened the back and they had a tarp in the back just like the tarp I have in my car and had that moment of like, whoa, something's wrong here. I heard, took out my groceries, had a tour of my car, and then I saw the owner of that other Highlander come out. I escaped just in time. Okay, let's talk about the next one. When we don't think we have the energy or time that we think we need to make the decision. Now, for sure, it's good to do some research, some considering and planning, and gather some information when we're making big decisions. But how do we know when it's enough? Because there literally is no end to the research and the thinking about it and the trying to come up with the right choice, right? It could never end. So we need to decide, first of all, how long are we going to spend on research? Like I'm saying put a time limit on it, whether it's in hours or days or weeks and set a deadline and commit to making a decision at that point. And when you get to that point, tell yourself, I don't need to know everything. I know enough now to make a decision. When I was deciding between those two cars, I did have this thought like, maybe I need to go think more about this, do some more like researching and consumer reports about the different cars, even though I'd done a little bit of that before. I finally decided that I do know enough because we have already decided that we trust Toyota and Honda. Pretty much everything that comes out of them that we can fit into would be a good choice. So then I felt free to go ahead and decide which one of those I wanted. And number four was, this option sounds hard. I might fail or get overwhelmed. Yes, sometimes we have decisions to make and it sounds like the thing might be really hard. Maybe going to school, maybe moving to a new city, maybe buying something that stretches your budget a little bit. Here's the thing, we get to choose our heart. Either you can have a hard experience right now without that thing or without making that decision. Like how hard is it to feel restless and feel like you want to move on? Or maybe you want to go to school or maybe you want to move, but you're stuck in not being able to make the decision. Well, that's pretty hard too. Or you can go ahead and choose the hard that gets you the results you want and lets you try something new. It feels so much better to just show up and get in the game instead of being stuck in not making decisions. When we choose to do hard things, we're choosing to grow. When we avoid hard things, we're choosing to languish or stagnate. So have the courage to make the choices and then go ahead and do the hard things. That's what we're here for anyway, right? So what about the role of intuition And the role of prayer and spiritual guidance from God when we're making decisions. I'm all about like checking in with God and asking for guidance and following that if I get it. 
here's how I think about it now. What if it's both? What if it's you making choices and God guiding you through his grace and together you're co-creating a great journey for you through all these decisions that you make? One of my favorite thoughts that I keep in mind lately, this is my thought for the year actually, God is always offering me everything that I need right now. Sometimes what I need is an answer. Like I've had that before, a very clear answer of what to decide. Sometimes what he's offering me is an opportunity for me to think about it and learn to make the decision on my own. If he knows that's the experience that I need right now, then I trust it. And I realize that he's trusting me and wants me to have that experience. Decision making is an essential skill that we came to earth for. It is all about expressing and using our free agency. And agency is why we came to earth and it's what changes us completely. So decide you do know what to do. Decide you never make the wrong decision. Decide you know enough now to make a choice. Decide you want to do hard things and grow in the process. Permission endlessly granted to make decisions. Are you in? Let's go make some decisions. Be peaceful, be powerful, and love your radiant heart. By the way, if you appreciated this episode or any of them, would you please share it with a friend? Do you want some help seeing why you get stuck making decisions? I'm always happy to talk about what's going on in your life and how coaching can help you. You can email me at vana at midlifeconfidencecoach.com or on my website, midlifeconfidencecoach.com or message me on social media. And by the way, if you're not following me on Instagram, why not? It's an easy decision to make. All that's in the show notes. Take care until next time.